I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they missed the bowl of kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more games than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. Don't be looking at me like that. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I am just sitting here minding my business. <laughs> She's looking at me like I'm I'm, not, I'm I'm looking at you with excitement, and I'm... I'm it was a short I'm bus look. You, <laughs> I know, I wonder. Yeah. Little, I was, little frown I was supporting. Stuff. I was giving you looks of support. I was there. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriter's Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? <laughs> 2015. Yeah, yeah. Because I was looking you at you with, with... Is with she in love? love? I was like... 2015. <laughs> she a year late. And thank you Kinda all for late. coming. And good night. So check it out, y'all. On mm-hmm. the Rant Room, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. Boy, that's all of you, ain't it? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's right. <laughs> and then some. Okay, all kind of hyphen. That was just that the one. first 10 years. But our focus is always screenwriting, mm-hmm. stories, craft, craft, craft shit craft. like that. Mm-hmm. So you guys here? That's my girl Lisa Bo- It is I. Aja. Hello, everybody. Why you gotta be interrupted? How are you? Even how say you, who you is? Damn. They know who I am. Huh? Don't nobody know who you are. I was waiting to hear the last is. name. He said Lisa Bullshit. I got cut off. What's <laughs> that? All right, go ahead. Bolakaja. Go ahead. Go Bo- let me say it. Bougie. What? <laughs> okay. Bougie Kaja. Bougie Kaja. Bougie Kaja. Bougie. Thank you. Oh my God! When I was young, it was funny. When I was in high school, I chose that name before I legally changed it. I chose that name in high school after I read this book, and my my dance teacher was that name in the was, book. It was a book. It was a book called uh, Urugu, and uh, oh, glad you didn't choose that. Yes, <laughs> Urugu. You never know about this one, though. And, uh, no, no, I was, I was curious because I used to do a lot of spoken word, and so I would go out and do it. And that was my name. That was the thing. And then, like my my high school teacher, who I ended up later working for, and he's always been a mentor since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He would all, when I legally changed, it, he says, "Oh, I can start calling you Lisa Brokelega." <laughs> but he would do it all the time. Hi, Mr. Robinson. I'm talking about Mr. you, Robinson, sir. I'm talking about you, is sir. Is he listening? Yes, he, he probably is. And he's probably like, Here's to you, Mr. Robinson. That's all, that's all we know. That's all we know. That's know. Yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to tell you to say something later, too. I'm Mr. Okay. Robinson. <laughs> so that's Lisa Bolikaja, y'all. We got her the street nerdist because she's crazy mm-hmm. like that. Street what? Street the street nerdist. Get it right. Because she's crazy. Why do I call you that? Well, because, you Please know. Please tell me because. On, the, on, on that. On that, on certain levels, especially those of you who've seen me at Comic Con, like I can really geek out and be really nerdy about <laughs> mm, a lot of stuff. Okay, but when someone comes at me wrong mm. or they don't know they shit, 
Get real ghetto. I can get no. I can get. I can get. You know, I can intellectual. Bring it. I can bring. I can get academic on you. Mm-hmm. Or I can bring. We can get gully. Mm-hmm. I can start pulling the earrings out, mm-hmm. tying the hair back, get, get the, the Vaseline, Vaseline going on. See? Okay, see? taking off the shoes. And that's serious. Because if you're a black woman from Maine, you best to know how to throw down. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> It y'all, started in preschool. Y'all be, y'all be fighting down there about a juke joint, don't you? Meet me about a juke joint, bitch. About a juke joint. That's hey, right. hey, hey, hey. Speak, right. speak, mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, academic, uh, for those of you who are going to be on, in Princeton around the weekend of September 11th, I'm going to be doing a symposium called Ferguson is the Future. Oh, cool. So mm. I will be doing the film, moderating <laughs> the film. It, it's really dealing with uh, black science fiction black people, social justice movements that are going on right now and how we can put ourselves in the future. So yes, I do some academic stuff. So if you happen to be like she's smart or something. in Princeton, yeah. I'm going to be there with a bunch Show of real up. big, big muckety mucks and we're going to be talking about sci-fi, blackness and what's going on, contemporary stuff going on right now. So yes, I do academic That's stuff. I do academic <clears throat> stuff, but yes, I can also squee with other stuff too. <laughs> Show some support. So you guys here, yes. that's Lisa B. Mm-hmm. Lisa B. So if you guys are grown, let's get on in and get into the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got my man here, my big bro from way back. How far are you going back? Way back. <laughs> How far back? How far okay. back? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> listeners. Be a fool, yeah. <laughs> go on ahead and eat all of it. Go on ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm serious. Look, it's so, free food. I'm proud of it's you. Free I'm food. proud of you. You brought some healthy stuff. I, I mean, thought you usually don't like my little. Uh, I don't like cantaloupes at who all. I like cantaloupes That's because it's a texture me. thing. It's a texture thing. It's mm-hmm. mushy baby food. I bet she eat watermelon. Oh, no, no, these, no, 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 I don't eat right. watermelon. Up to her ears. I do not eat watermelon. Any of the melon, anything in the melon family, the texture, it's mushy baby food. Like this isn't. This is. This would hurt somebody if I threw it at you. No, no, no. The only time I actually eat that <laughs> is if I do it with like the the slice, the Italian sliced ham wrapped up. It has a great flavor of that. But basically, she needs salt. That's the problem. No, so. mm-hmm. I'm just not. I'm not. The texture is just mushy. It's okay. just mushy. It's that's, just mushy. Mm, that's so wrong. today, guys, we got a cool ass guest on here for today. This is my big bro. We go. We go back. You were one of the first people I met when I moved here in 1996. That's how long. Really? It was. It's been that long. And it's been a pleasure ever since. It's been a long time. And we go through phases where we hang, we don't hang, we hang. But every time I see him, this is the same motherfucker. Every, I ain't going to cry. Every mm-hmm. time I... I will. I ain't going to do it. We be crying together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. From the street, baby. Crying like a motherfucker. Yeah. Well, I, I love you. I'm, I ain't ashamed to say it. I ain't ashamed to cry about it. Exactly. I would hurt somebody. I know I love you when I would kill somebody okay. if they fuck with you. All right. Somebody All right. fuck with you. I know I would go at somebody. When you would handle you. it without them even asking you. Like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I got this. Yeah. What happened to so-and-so? It's taken care That's of. That's right. It's taken care of. <laughs> so let me, let me get his name in. Okay, man. go ahead. <clears throat> so we got my man, Scotch Ellis Loring. Which is okay. like the best name. You know, name. I'm going to use it for one of my stories. So if you see it, <laughs> please don't sue me. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you free rights. It's, it's a, recorded. It's a great name. We got it on video for one. Are you named project. after someone for your first? Is you, are you named after someone in your family? It's part of my heritage. What, what what's your heritage? He likes you. All Scottish, that Indian all up in there. Scottish Native American. What's right? What, what, Black. Who who who? who Lakota. I'm a sun dancer. Oh, my people were Choctaw. Mississippi were? band. Are they all gone? 
That is so sad. No, they're still, we're still here. You know what? It's one I think I bought some um, chocolates for Ch- two Ch- of Ch- them. Chaka fam, don't listen to them. Shock talk. Don't be, li- don't be listening to them, Lakota folks. You know? Forget. No, I can't. I, I listen. I see them all. I really do Sundance. I Sundance in South Dakota. That is so yep. amazing. You know, it's, it's interesting because... Um, there's a radio show I like to listen to, Native Trailblazers, and they always have people on there that talk about the black Indians because people don't <laughs> believe that we exist. That's true. You know, and what people don't realize is most Native Native peoples in this country, we're made up of a lot of folk. And it's always, I'm always excited when I see mm-hmm. another another cousin, little mm-hmm. black Indian. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm real, that's really, really awesome. And yeah. the fact that you actually participate in the culture is amazing. It's funny because my partner it's, Scott... <clears throat> is starting to do that. Um, what the thing? What they call? They look back in your genes. What they call that? The, genealogy. The genealogy mm-hmm. on my dad, because my dad's mom is Native American. So he's looking. You, you see my oh, dad's see. bone streak. You can just tell that he's because they know they do there. have the new DNA. Yeah. They, they usually have like, the African one, but they do have a specific like for Native Americans that mm-hmm. they can actually pinpoint. Uh, not exactly perfect, but actually the area is the part of the this country where you might actually come from. So that's yeah. Awesome. But that was about like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, my mom and dad showed me a photo of my grandmother. I only have one memory of my grandmother, my dad's mom, because she must have died in like the early 70s mm-hmm. or something. And I remember I used to sit there and just play with her long hair mm-hmm. and try to braid it. Mm-hmm. You knew I was a queen. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. That's right. That's right. No, no grandma like this, like this. Let me, let me, let me, let me like this. Just three, just braid. Baby, get over here to my hair, baby. I'll do it. I do it. Mm-hmm. But look, they showed me the photo of her, and she was on the reservation mm-hmm. with her brothers and sisters, and it was like, baby. 12 of them, there was a mm. lot of them. Mm. And they all, I mean, just in their outfits and everything. I was like, oh, wow. That's oh, we're in the regalia. All right. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle, Shout my, out to the black Indians. My uncle was Uncle Tallhorse, baby. Really? Wow. Uncle Tallhorse, sure. I yeah. can see it in your dad, too. Your dad looks very Native American, too. He looks like a... My, my parents look like Puerto Ricans. Yeah, he looks that, too. <clears throat> but, yeah, he but, does. Yeah, but he's very... He's got all those traits and everything. Yeah, and it's yeah. his it's his side, mostly. Bo- both of them. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but actually, I'm, I'm just straight-up nig. I like to... Um, <laughs> I was at embraced you got embraced. I was at a party once. I had gotten tired of people asking me what I was mixed with. Mm-hmm. I didn't especially um no offense, you but you know, have especially hair. white people. It's we have the hair, you know, it does I didn't get the bright eyes, but I got the her. <laughs> um so um this girl says to me at a party, you know, what do you what do you mix with? And I saw these white people folding in like I'd seen so many times in my mm-hmm. life. Like, what do you mix with? I can tell you're mixed. I'm like, I'm not. And that for some reason I was never allowed. My dad did not like us just to say black. Right. Because he's Scottish and Native American. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I, I, I'm just black. And it was like this freedom came over me. I'm I'm just black. Mm-hmm. And and she was like, no, you're not. I can tell. I can tell. I said, honey, take me home to your family. Introduce me as your fiance. You'll find out how black mm-hmm. I am. Right. And right. scene. Right. Right. <laughs> but you know it was funny? so fantastic you know to do that. I'd right? never done that in my whole life. I always felt an obligation to explain to you mm-hmm. why I might look in your idea what wasn't black right but I, could totally, black. I could totally relate black. to that because <clears throat> for like the last 20 years I just say that I'm black too yeah, yeah. you know what I mean instead of oh I'm half this and half yeah, this and all that yeah. I just say I'm black because my philosophy very similar to yours I'm like if the clan was here right now they'd still call me <laughs> yeah, that's right that's okay, right so yeah. damn it I'm keeping black I'm not right. using African American because <laughs> yeah. that's cool yeah. to me that's just yeah. I hate that that's another thing another thing that's not 
directly related, but why is it if you are a woman and you sleep with another woman, you're just exploring? But if you're a guy and you like women, but you suck one penis, <laughs> you're a bag. What is up with that? That's, that's called not fair. Uh, that's called toxic masculinity. Uh, what because, is up with uh, that? Because men have issues, and because they don't understand that everything, everything, people. And I have to answer that. Yes, everything everything is on a spectrum, yeah. and I think nowadays we're starting to understand that because a lot of the younger people that are coming out. They're not they're not conforming to that old bullshit, right. and so people need to understand whether it's your sexuality, your gender, your everything is on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And once we get, I think the next fifty years, once we get past that. It, I think it'll be it better does. for folks. It takes, folk. that, yeah. that long. It takes it a while. It does. Yeah. It takes a long time. You know, I was one of the first people who wore 501 straight legs, and I was called fag because I had on straight legs. Yeah. Can you believe I would, I mean, No, yeah. I would be out here in Canada. I'm dating myself, but yeah, back, uh, yes. yeah, back, back, back in the day. Because they were a little tight. That's yeah. why they were a little yeah. tight. Because flair was the deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. The flare jeans, that was normal, but the other, but it was fashionable at the time to wear. Right. And that's what got it. And mm-hmm. I was like, really? So it's that easy to just mark somebody. Yep. You know, I don't yeah. think that the fact that I wore a skirt over him had anything to do with it. No. <laughs> no, you're, you, you were just being, I'm just being fabulous and that's right. being you. That's all. That's right. That's all. Exactly. But it's so funny you said that, that the part when you said, like, you know, just claiming the blackness. Because when I was growing up, it was always, my mother said, you're black. We're French, black, and native. Mm-hmm. We are Choctaw. That's what we are. If people mm-hmm. ask you, this is what we are. Because it was like, because sometimes in the black community, there tended to be, like, if you say you have native roots... People think you're trying to be better than they are. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, I remember in high school, I used to deny that part of that. Like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just this, that, and the other. And then it was like, but what I would get with my family, they'd be like, no, that's what we are. Don't let them try to erase you. Mm-hmm. You was here. And so I always grew up with that that precinct. That, I mean, you guys hear me say it all the time. My family, some of us was on top of the boat when it came in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of us was under the boat. Mm-hmm. And some of us on land going, what the fuck is that out there? Is that a boat? <laughs> right, right. It wasn't introduced as a sense of pride. The yeah. black was not pride yeah. in my household. Mm-hmm. Uh, fr- uh, French braids or, mm-hmm. or black power was really scorned on. And I think it's a terrible disservice yeah. to raise mixed kids with the idea that they shouldn't relate to that right or should be ashamed of that or right. should put that in the in, in the spectrum third fourth or fifth especially in a world that is only really initially going to see the black right sure. you know and there was no sense of that i mean you, there was an ebony magazine i loved it there's a little cute black boy looking in the medicine mirror mm. wearing a superman cape mm. but the reflection yes. back was a white superman really? superhero i saw that as a child and went this is the problem with the way that I see the yeah, world. Yeah, that's real talk. Right. As a kid, I, I saw that in Ebony magazine. Right. Exactly yeah, oh, oh, baby. Like. First oh, yeah. day of a public black school. Yeah. I mean, all, all black school. Mm-hmm. One other white boy in the class. He got punched in the face. Really? And little blood trickled down his face. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to kill us. Us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I write about yeah. this. Part of that is because you was high and yellow too. But part of that is in the in faux show. Yeah, is, that's is, true. Is, is my experience of growing up, you know, military base, right. and then then to- told I was one thing and being viewed as another. Right. It's the mm-hmm. first time I realized because I was waiting for them to get me next, mm-hmm. and nobody looked at me, and that's when I went, "Oh, they're not coming after me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not that thing." Mm-hmm. Blonde, blue eyed. Right. Right. Wrong. 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 Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. So y'all know how we do it on the rant room. <laughs> we rant. We took y'all on a yes. ride right there. Those are our story origins. So yes. just, just fold it back into yes. the purpose of the show. Yes, yes I do uh, tend to write about things like that. <laughs> but y'all getting to know who we got. Like I said, this is Scotch Ellis Loring, writer, actor, director, singer. Okay, mm-hmm. what you got? Two or three albums? How many albums you got? 
got two. Two albums. And I've got other... Um, Wait, original scotch and something else? What is yeah, it? but I, I'm original scotch and standard scotch. Standard scotch, okay. iTunes. Mm. And um, I've also got a song on the soundtrack for the Firehouse Dog feature okay. that mm. I wrote. How'd I go? How'd I go? Mm, it's called <laughs> Lost Till I Found You, Baby. It's a beautiful song. Why are you trying not to sing the vocals? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Every time we get singers on, yeah. they don't ever want to sing. They're like, They'll be like no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll verbalize <laughs> for you. <laughs> you know, to be it's honest right. with you, I was thinking, well, which part would I sing? <laughs> and then I, you know, then I went off to someplace else. It's all good. But also, fine. in your friend, uh, uh, your friend's movie, um, what was that? Oh, this is terrible. I'm in it too. Uh, the detective movie. Uh, oh, Doug Spearman. Doug Spearman's oh, film. Uh, Hot Guys with Guns. Hot Guys with Guns. Shout out to Doug. We got to get Shout Doug out to going. Mr. Spearman. <laughs> yes, sir. I've got a song um, on his. Uh, oh, and, and I'm That's honored, a great soundtrack, actually. honored to be on there with, yeah. with Merv Warren. Merv, Merv is, is ridiculous. He wrote a theme song for that movie. Mm-hmm. It is Gorgeous. Mm. gorgeous. They were trying gorgeous. to get it nominated for the Oscars. It was that and good. it should wow. have been. It, it, it is a it is a wonderful homage to the old Bond films, but he sings the shit out of oh, this song. Boy can blow. I went to Merv to work one day. I wanted to do a, a demo with him and the the thirty thousand dollar quote put my ass back on the street. <laughs> Thank you. I'll see but, my you know, own stuff out. Merv, Merv was, you know, sitting next to Barbara Streisand writing. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what you get paid, baby. Go right. ahead and get paid. Exactly. Get paid. Exactly. We get paid when we're supposed to get paid when that's, we work. You yeah. know, that's right. Yeah. And not a penny less. Ooh, that's why we got unions, bitch. <laughs> I ain't mad at him at all. All them Grammys. <laughs> Shit. Exactly. Oh, so. Man. Let's tell the kids a little bit of your back. You already started talking about your back. And let's talk a little bit about where you came from, how you got into the game, you know, how you started mm. acting and all the stuff like that. The first thing I did was pick up a tube of toothpaste and stand on the <laughs> toilet, look in the medicine cabinet mirror, and start practicing commercials when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I believe it. <laughs> it's true. I did. I really That's when did. Commercials were yeah. good. Right? Yeah. I really yes. did. You know how you just pick it up and you read the and I'm t- talking to the mirror. It wasn't until I booked my first commercial that I realized that I had a dream of doing it. Oh really? It, there's a there's a period where I completely skipped the fantasy as a child mm-hmm. to the reality of actually working. Mm-hmm. But um, I was a uh, I'm one of seven kids. I'm the sixth uh, in, in the lineup, and we are chronologically year after year for six straight years and then skip a year. Mm-hmm. My mom had all seven of us by the time she was 28. God bless oh, her. Wow. And, um, and she wanted three more, but that didn't happen. <laughs> but in high school, my thing mm-hmm. as the smallest of the four boys was theater arts. I was the only one on the fr- forensics team, which mm-hmm. is acting competition. It's, it's how I got my letter in high school, and mm-hmm. I was actually embarrassed because it wasn't physical. Oh, it's crazy, yeah. but I was embarrassed because my brother had the football, and then one had the track, and the mm-hmm. other one was the. I mean, you know, but I got it through, you know, acting and, t- mm-hmm. and doing comedy, improv, particularly. Mm-hmm. I was uh, on the only, I was on the only competitive, I was the only <clears throat> member of the competitive team for quite some time. But I got the radio show on campus in high school as a junior, which was, mm-hmm. had never happened before. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know where it was going, but I just knew it was something I enjoyed doing. And then uh, I think I moved to Los Angeles when I was 19. Okay. And I got the first uh, commercial that I auditioned for with uh, New Edition. <laughs> what? Wait, what product were they selling? Coca-Cola. Coke, yeah. Oh, That's Coca-Cola. when all of the yeah. yeah. And Ernie Hudson was oh in God, it. Oh, my God, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I got my very first uh, feature film as a as a featured a featured dancer for Francis Ford Coppola at Zoetrope Studios when they were going through that trouble. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about that was I didn't I never studied anything mm-hmm. dance singing 
um, acting. So for the first four years of being in L.A., it was really, really a hard struggle. Mm -hmm. My first TV show was uh, Facts of Life. I got to pick up Miss Tootie at a drive-in. <laughs> y'all remember, remember that episode? Y'all remember that episode? I was, uh, I was. Uh, two two things happened that made me just crazy impressed. Number one, <laughs> I went to my dressing room and added up how much money I w made per word. I was oh, like, really? I got four hundred and fifty dollars per word. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, you know, come on now. That's like, $450 per word that I spoke in the script. Uh -huh. The other thing that impressed me was, um, and not all of you are going to remember this, but a lot of you will. Tootie looked like a cute, after, after like season two or something, she looked like a little cute, little like she had gained a little weight. Little, yeah. She, she yeah. looked like a they little chubby. And they was, mm -hmm. Well, that is not the case. She was not overweight. She had gotten the Dolly Parton syndrome. Huh. When I was on that set, she came out in a robe, mm -hmm. and um, you know, because we wore regular clothes. Right. She took that robe off. She had the biggest tatas <laughs> I have ever seen, and the tiniest, tiniest little waist. Mm -hmm. So the network was dressing her basically from the shoulders down. They were trying to drop her. They were trying to cover the fact that they were right. huge. Uh, so right. she looked more bottom heavier than she was. So she looked like she was, but no, she had a. She was a regular young girl right. with. Enormous breasts, which mm -hmm. I believe she later had reduced. That's how big they. I mean, it was yeah. really. So that was the other impressive thing I'm being on that set. I'm like, wait a minute, baby. And I was 19, and she was 16, I think, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And I felt a little bad for objectifying her, but you know, how could you not? <laughs> I mean, she came by those honestly. I don't know that Dolly did. But, you know, so she get them on eBay or some shit, right? <laughs> yeah, but I did. You know, I did. I did lots of guest stars. Mm -hmm. One of my other favorite things was that's where I met Rain. No, no, I didn't meet Rain on uh, head of the class, but I did head of the class with Robin Given. Mm -hmm. And when she was dating Mike Tyson, and that was horrible for me because he was eyeing me like it was like I was really trying to pick up his woman, and, mm -hmm. and he let me know that I had to keep distance. And I said, "Please call mm -hmm. your <laughs> call him off." I am back when he would have swung on okay. you. Too. He, and he was huge. Mm -hmm. This not very tall, mm -hmm. but I mean, as far as depth depth right. is concerned, mm -hmm. they turn sideways, and he goes on and on. I'm like, please, mm -hmm. he is staring me down while we're doing these scenes. I'm trying to Robin. I need you to call your man. <laughs> Does he understand this is acting? I'm acting. Let it, let's make it clear. But um, impressive, impressive. Oh so. man. I, I, I think I always knew I'd do something in entertainment. The writing I've been doing since before I knew that it was an art form, mm -hmm. it was an escape for me, writing. Mm -hmm. In fact, I have. Were you writing scripts and, and plays and stuff like that, or what were you doing uh, at the time? I was writing poetry. Okay, that's how I started, yeah. I was writing amuse, musing, mm -hmm. just, you know, the thoughts that writing came up. Writing songs and shit. Writing songs, mm -hmm. long before I even knew that I could sing. I didn't sing until I was, publicly, until I was maybe 26. Oh, wow. I keep Man. thinking you were doing musical theater all those years. I, would, I worked at a uh, place called uh, um, this karaoke bar mm -hmm. in the Valley. Um, at, uh, Is it still there? Ooh. No, well, they're trying to open it up again. It just... It, that's where we met. Believe it or not, then soon you trying to interrupt you. Was remember on Monday nights in West Hollywood there was that one place Re the the, uh, the revolver or the the one what, next what, door? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where me, you, Alan Rich. Uh, oh yeah, Vincent yeah, Slade, yeah. Oh my everybody. god, we Alan Rich. Yeah. So glad I didn't know who Alan was. I never would have talked to him. He <laughs> intimidated the hell out of me just based mm -hmm. on his credentials alone. But yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I didn't see. I I was uh, afraid to sing in public, and I had to. Uh, I don't drink anymore, but I used to drink. It took me three or four Long Island iced teas wow. to get up and sing. And I didn't know that I could sing. What was the song you sang? 
I think the one, uh, I think I might have sung uh, My Funny Valentine. Mm. And this man. I don't know how that goes. <laughs> my Funny Valentine. Yeah. You can go hear me sing. You know, I, I can sing. Don't make me start singing because you will be like, uh, we're out of time. I'll be like, wait. One more chorus. Um, but I, this is how little I knew. I came off the stage and he said, how do you stay so smooth? Mm. And I said, I, I shave up. You know, okay. you shave up. Really? I shave up. Mm-hmm. Now I thought he was talking about my skin. No, he was talking about your. Vo- no, he was talking about his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen Truth right. or Consequences. Right. They interviewed this man. Right. I swear to God, he was like, "How do you, how, you know? I shave up. That's why I look so young for my age." I said, "Well, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna shave up." Mm-hmm. So when he said, "How do you stay so smooth?" That's what I sang. I just thought you couldn't possibly be talking about my voice. <laughs> I know you're not. Right. But from that, I got my very first major mu- musical theater uh, piece in Denver. And then when, you know, there's worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. Because mm-hmm. wow. I can sing. I can sing. But I, I'm not a trained singer. But I can sing. Oh, you can sing. B.B. Winans is one of the, my most favorite people I've ever been on I stage with. He is stupid. I used to hang stupid. out with at the gym. He is, he so, is much fun. Stupid fun. He mm. is so much fun. Do you know he showed up in my house? Oh, yeah, you told me that. Five months ago, yeah. I was like, in my house. I'm like, who is this? Is he wearing shorts or some shit? Who is he? He had a ball cap on, and I'm like... How do you and a tank top and he looked full. I was yeah. like, that's not the BB when I started working with him. He does he was not working out as much. Let's just say that. But I had so much fun goofing with that man on stage. I'm telling you. Oh, by the way, my first job in town when I was 19, I worked for Billy Preston. Oh my really? god. Yeah, I was mistaken for. Oh, I don't know if I'm outing people. Let's just say that a certain DeBarge had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I looked like his boyfriend. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Billy rolled up on me in Westwood when I was buying my angel flight. Is Billy gay, isn't he? Billy? Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, I never was gay. I mean, yes, he, yeah, he was I gay. I don't know that he was out, but he was I, gay. I know, I know Sylvester opened up for him, and he fired <clears> him because he upstaged him on the stage. I remember that. <clears> I <throat> think maybe when he slept with that underage kid, that might have told uh, that, the world that, that, he was, was, that he was yeah. gay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. if it was a secret, boop, newsflash. <laughs> newsflash. Uh, <laughs> you know, might try to keep it out of the press. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, but um, he was my... He was my savior too, because when I was nineteen and in, in, influential, in, what's the word? Not influential. I was um, very naive. Mm-hmm. I got to watch him slice stone. Oh I met God. I met Jennifer um, Holiday. I got to see the ups and downs in my face right. of what the business can do right. and what excess can do. Right. Billy was one of the most talented people in this industry that will ever come. Mm-hmm. You know he's considered the unofficial fifth Beatle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the respect that that man had, but I, but I, you know, it was sad what I got mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a certain level of addiction and, mm-hmm. and, uh, right. and just, just unhappiness. Right. So for some reason, it helped me stay away from certain things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to do that. And I, and I did it successfully. Mm-hmm. I would have to say, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's how I started in this town. Mm. So you did you move out here to be an actor? At yes, the time? I did. Yeah, well, like everybody else. My my brother Freddie sold me my brother Michael's ID <laughs> um, for thirty dollars. Could, could even in the family, can we like just can I just no? Oh, no can uh, I just get your social security thir- number and I go get my own jet? Sold me that. Sold it thirty dollars. <laughs> wow. And then um, so I was able to get in clubs and stuff, and mm. I started dancing, um, go go dancing. I was a stripper for a while, the worst stripper you ever want to see. <laughs> I didn't make any money. How, how, wait, how could be the worst stripper? Like you just went out and just didn't take your clothes off? Like you know just, what? Just, you know what? I was the best dancer. 
and the worst stripper. I because made the least money. I didn't. I never saw a strip show. So I would go out there. We do the group number. The guys do the group number. Right. Then you go back. You put your little individual outfit on. You go out and do your thing. You come back. I come back. I drop my eighty, eighteen dollars and twenty five dollars. These boys would come back just pulling out of every hole and orifice. <laughs> I'm like, let me go see what they're doing because mm-hmm. I'm not making. What am I doing? <laughs> I went out and watched this dude after me. He ran out there, ran straight up to a woman, sat on her lap, and gave her a kiss. I went, hell no. <laughs> I never let anybody touch me. They didn't oh, undress cool. me. I was doing a striptease. Yeah. I was sensually getting undressed. You were doing the more the cabaret. Yeah, that's but I didn't thing. know. I didn't know. And they was like booty 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 that's everywhere right, that's right. and you're like that's not really getting me you know, like like yeah. holding a, holding five dollars over someone else's head right. that you're gonna you gonna work for that right never one woman said to me once you're a professional dancer aren't you and i was like oh yeah why? i didn't know why until right. that moment right. another woman looked at me and flashed a one like like she had like 10 ones she went there's more where this came from i'm like you are seriously not trying to bait me with ten dollars. <laughs> so there's more where this came from. What does that mean, Lisa? Lisa, there's more where this came from. I got twenty. What? Uh, what? <laughs> no, I no. So needless to say, that was a short career. I quit the next day. I quit the next day because oh, I wasn't gonna let anybody touch me. And I I danced for men and women. Mm-hmm. I danced on a at a bar called the Dunes in Venice Beach. Fun, fun, fun. Mm-hmm. But I didn't let you touch me, and you certainly weren't going home with me. Um, that's I don't know where that came from, but I'm, I feel I thank God for that. Wow, bougie or right, right. whatever. Right. I think because I it kept me out of a lot of scary places. Yeah, yeah. It really did. That's why you're alive now. That's right, right. and alive and thriving, baby. Oh my God. So yeah, I've done it all. Pump gas here. Pump gas. <laughs> How many jobs you got, man? Oh I was a waiter at the Yukon Mining Company oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for two weeks. Then I started dating the owner because that's yeah. how you do it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at the Playboy Mansion. Wow. Yeah. I was working for a playwright. My first play in town was a, a show called Sluts about uh, little street urchins in Santa Monica, on mm-hmm. Santa Monica. And the director, writer, was the head uh, manager for the staff uh, at the Playboy Mansion. Oh. And he hired me. Mm-hmm. I was 19. <clears throat> and I worked... I got to meet everybody. My first night at the big pajama party, Cicely Tyson walked in. And I was like, oh, Miss Cicely Tyson was at the Playboy Mansion. Miss Jane Kennedy. Miss. Keep going. Come on. I want you to keep going. Feeding them to you. Feeding them to you. Oh, my God. Jane Kennedy. Do y'all know who Jane Kennedy is? Mm, The model. Do y'all remember Jane Kennedy? Mm. Robin Williams. Oh, Oh, wow. Robin. You did the second intro. I like that. Robin, Robin Williams. <laughs> I met Robin Williams at the zoo when I used to work at the San Diego Zoo, mm-hmm. and he walked in, and I just looked at him, and I was like, "Oh my God, there's Mark." <laughs> and he was lovely. And he was just the sweetest. I hear he's so nice. He was the lovely. sweetest. Mm-hmm. He was the sweetest person. I mm-hmm. thought, and he's very hairy. That's mm-hmm. my second thought. I was like, "Oh my God." Watch this. Watch this. Yum. <laughs> I don't mind it on the chest. I don't mind it on the legs. No, but you Rob, need to be groomed. Listen, I was. I, I used. I worked out at the same gym as Robin, so we'd be in the locker room together. Uh, you actually had to find a place that wasn't hairy on Robin. I was just like, my God, my God. Yes. You remember what you used to do with your grandma? I do that with Robin. Come here, Robin. Let me oh, braid that chest here, baby. Come here. Yeah, put some bees on there. Put some bees on there. We're going through this. I hope it's a phase. We're going through this phase at the gym. And we both go to Gold's. You go to other gyms, too. And it used to be like the West Hollywood type of gym. Mm -hmm. Everybody was clean. Right. Now everybody's got a beard. Everybody wears these long t shirts that come, what do they call them? Like a drop t shirt, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the hair is like up to here. And I'm like, 
I can't even work out. It's like all in my face everywhere. I'm like, you guys are killing me right now. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, heaven. Then, then, then they be sweating. They be sweating. They don't wipe it off. And I go, ah. Oh. It is nasty to me. Anyway, I love y'all. Passage. <laughs> I love that. We We are the opposite ends of this spectrum. We are the opposite ends. Because I was like, yeah, he like he walk around with you know with a swiffer and he got he got a little he got he got a little little spray and he be wiping shit down. It's like you definitely want to use a machine after Hilliard, not before though, baby. And I'm like, see, people be asking me, how in the world do you stay in your relationship so long? And like, because I interviewed the motherfucker. I had to make sure. I, we sat down and went, what's his name? That's the first thing I said when, I met, when Scott and I went to lunch. Mm-hmm. What's because, his name? What's his name? Let me tell you why. I don't what's know we're all name? off the subject right here. Well, whose name? Let me, let me tell you what happened. Oh, okay. okay. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell it. Let me put it out there. Let me put it out there. Okay. okay. Let me put it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she ready. She ready. That's right. That's my girl. That's Shout out to Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs> so, look. So, I gave my, I met my partner, Scott, at the gym 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And a week went by, and he didn't call a brother. So Uh-oh. I'm the type of dude, because I study human behavior, mm-hmm. I go, okay, in the gay community, you give your number to somebody, that night at 11 o'clock, they're going, hey, what are you doing? Hint, hint, motherfucker, come over. That's what they're saying, right? right. Or I'm coming That's over, right. right? I didn't hear shit for a week, so I'm like, okay, this <laughs> motherfucker in a relationship. Because that's what happens when oh, you go, right? The puzzle pieces. Because then you go, yeah. well, he gave it to me. Should I call him? I don't know if I should. I don't know if, I, you know what I mean? You yep. start playing that game. So I walk into the gym. I see him. And I says, he goes, oh, hey. And I said, you don't call nobody? And he goes, oh, I'll call you. I'll call you. I'll call you. So he calls me that day. We go to lunch the next day, October 26th, which is our anniversary. Okay. That's the day that we do it. Uh-oh. Right? I sat down. And I said, so what's his name? He goes, who? I said, your partner. And he goes, Oh, such and such. <laughs> now, they hadn't been in sleeping together for years. They mm-hmm. live in separate rooms and, uh-huh. you know, already on the edge. But I just knew. And he's like, how do you know? I was like, you'll learn the more you hang out with me. I, nothing mm-hmm. slips me. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You know what I mean? South Central <laughs> in the house, baby. Okay. What's his name? So where I'm mm-hmm. going with all that is, so I sat there and interviewed the motherfucker. Okay. I want to know what your name is. How you are? You are you open to your parents? Are you cool with this? Mm. How does this work? I want to know because I already scoped out. Oh, that's my type. That's the dude I would be cool with mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I needed to know. And you and was that's right. How people are like, how right. do you? Right. I'm like, so you go. Oh, he's so hot. I need to sleep with him. I'm like, wait a minute. Before I do any of that, let me make sure he's. Like, Got some brains. Because hotness fades after a while. Hot after a while, really and it's quick. that other stuff that's going to have to sustain yes. that relationship. And it's like some people don't get they don't get that. No. <laughs> it's that other stuff that keep minds hot to me mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. Even though I do crack an eye in the middle of the night when I get up to pee, I'm like, damn. <laughs> look at, all that, look at that playground. That's a <laughs> that's a high yellow motherfucker <laughs> passing right there. That's a high yellow <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Snappy hair. Look at that ass. Make a brother check his own out like wait a minute let me get it together uh-huh. up in this house. maybe maybe i am an indian what okay. the fuck what the, maybe i do got more scottish blood than i thought so that's, fuck that shit that's hilarious. but i like oh that too because uh, i had i was in a relationship that had dwindled mm. right to the point i mean i was with somebody mm. and i was like mm, it ain't happening this is this is the thing here right. so i went back and said what are we doing because 
Cause this over here, look at. <laughs> I said, should I still be in here with you for this? Because you know, he's about to say yeah. And I said, wait, wait, wait. don't forget, it's my life too. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't, don't do it, don't wait. Yeah. And I and we're friends to this day mm-hmm. because it was an honest. And I have to be adult about shit. Right. I just have to. Best thing and you ever did. Best thing I ever did. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love Mason Todd. He's, I don't <laughs> see him enough, but he is the coolest. Nice He's working on the real O'Neills right now, motherfucker. Just yeah. like you. Yeah. Every time you see Todd, the same motherfucker. Right. Right. I can't stand you meet somebody the next time and a different motherfucker. Oh yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what yeah. I mean? Right. Oh. No consistency. That wouldn't right. work for me. Right. That wouldn't yes. work for me. He good baby daddy though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is. He good baby daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got some cute little kids, y'all. They got some cute kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, if you Google Scotch, Todd, and Oprah, you can take a peek at us when they were like three months old. Aww. Oprah wanted us to, you know. She let wanted... me ask you a question. Um, let me answer it. About, because you guys, you guys aren't afraid to put your kids out there, meaning as far as like pictures of, of your kids out there at all. Like, other people we know don't do that. Is there reasons why you choose to and why other people wouldn't? We just come from a different place. Being that, you know, your husband's very, very, yeah. we can call him famous if we want to. Yeah. You're, he's very popular in the industry. Yeah. Everybody he's knows very, who he is. That's true. He's won many awards, <clears throat> you know, but you guys aren't afraid to put it out there. We're not afraid. Of, what, what I don't like is when people name them by name on Facebook, okay. uh, but I don't want to act like we're not there. Right. We are representing something yeah. that I want other people to, to, to know about. Right. Um, one of my biggest, uh, I would say, passions in regard to anyone parenting, not just gay men, mm-hmm. but uh, gay men in particular, are when, when in my era, when you came out or if it was exposed that you might be gay or bisexual, some of the first things you heard, particularly from an, an ethnic community, is, mm-hmm. oh, you'll be alone. I'll mm-hmm. never have grandkids. You'll ne-. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people make that emotional contract right. with being who they have to be. Right. And they don't revisit it and go, you know what? Naturally, I did fantasize about having kids. I just didn't see a woman mm-hmm. next to me raising them. I actually right. saw myself where I saw myself doing it. Mm-hmm. So I've been Scott, very... Scott says the same thing. Mm-hmm. Really? He didn't think he'd ever get married. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so you, it was never open. And but, you yeah. put it there. You put it away on a shelf. And I want people to go back and, and take that contract mm-hmm. you don't have to change it just just rip it up mm-hmm. you don't even have to make a new one that says well yeah i'm definitely going to have kids i just don't want i, I want to do my share in helping people realize that it is it is something that can be revisited mm-hmm. re-examined re-redesigned if you choose to and i'm happy to say that that very thing has come to pass for several people that i've known they've said well you know what i didn't realize i'm one of those people mm-hmm. and they are now parents mm. Because I believe that's who you're supposed to be. But for me, ever since, I mean, I'm going to get dirty. When I discovered that I could actually um, parent Mm -hmm. that one lovely day in the bathtub, (laughs) um, (laughs) my very first thought was, oh, my God, I can be a dad. Mm -hmm. Now, I know lots of kids, when they, people, men, when they tell me that their first orgasm, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this again. Mm -hmm. But mine was, oh, wow, I can be a dad. That was my first thought. Mm Aside from how weird it was, but um, <laughs> so I knew it was meant to be. It was gonna, it was gonna happen one way or another. And I didn't know if I was gonna adopt, or, but but right. you know, but I'm now a biological parent with my husband, mm-hmm. and he's by our triplets. We are the biological parents of these kids, and he and I are married, and now we are blood related through our kids, mm-hmm. like any other regular family. Right. And it that part I wasn't even anticipating, but I do believe that it's important for people to see us. So that's why I let pictures okay. of them be put mm-hmm. out. 
Um, I ask that people not put their names because I don't want them frightened at right. Ralph's right. if strangers walk up and call them by name. Right. But the real fear is if you do it and I'm standing there. Right. Right. If I don't know you and right. you don't you call my kids by the name, um, we 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 got issues. Right. Right. <laughs> then you are gonna Let see how bad you. a badass right. for Maine, baby. Right. Maine right. in the house, right, Lisa? Right. Maine. Go ahead, Maine. Represent. Right. Uh, Represent the M N. Come on. No, no fuck South Central. Okay. Maniacs. Maniacs. Maniacs in the house. M-E, M-E, baby. M-E. And let, let me tell you. Yes. Me, me and Scott have had some conversation. Like, this one got some hood in them. Let me just. Don't be fooled, y'all. Like, we Do had an recently with somebody. I ain't going to say their names, motherfucker. Mm. You uh, know who you are. You know who we you motherfucking are. We were both on the way over there, okay? <laughs> we was both on the way. Let's put it that way. Scott, Scott had to talk me down. I had to talk his ass. Lisa, Lisa, this is my plan. Uh, my plan, I'm going to throw myself in front of Hilliard and knock him down so he can't get there first. <laughs> That was my plan. That was my plan. I'm going I'm 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 to slow him down <laughs> okay. so I can reach the target. Okay? Like a bowling okay. ball, bitch. However, yeah. while I'm doing a frontal attack, them other attacks that are going to be coming, and they're going to be stealthy like a oh motherfucker, bitch. You think that shit is over? Oh you going to go out and get your mail? <laughs> it's amazing what a $5 bill will do to a crack addict. Hey, baby, let's see that one. There you go. Here, fire his head. I'm writing this thing. On this mob thing right now, and I'm watching all these white people. Like people are killing people and whacking people. I'm like, mm. <laughs> there's some interesting mm. ways they would never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yes, that was off the record, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'll erase that. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Your Honor. We were just, we we're just, we we're just chuckling it up, Your Honor. I, uh, if you listen to the whole broadcast, Your Honor, you'll see. I was just kidding. Was a lot of Josh. Well, oh wait, we you? didn't know that he had actually disappeared. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you mean? Are you sure those are his shard remains you found? In, in, in the, um, because um, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. How does that work? Well, I mean, um, what? <laughs> yes, we are being hella silly. I take today. that acid back. Is that receipt? That's shit. No, oh lord. You know, Let's, I had to promise Todd to stop going hood on people. Did you really? I really did. His husband goes. In on people, which I love. You know me, I love me some gossip. But <laughs> his husband, he went in on our show on some people. Mm-hmm. He named the motherfuckers too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ain't afraid. He's like, me. I'll fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, high yellow passing, and that's good too because it's stealthy. <laughs> It's stealthy. He won't roll up on you with them hazel eyes. Be like, oh, what's this nerd motherfucker? Going, Bam. Oh, shit. Bam. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Except one thing, though. When he went to go shoot Octavia Spencer's show in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which I was so happy he got to do, our kids had gotten a little, you know, the other, his other half, the mm-hmm. part of him that ain't passing, mm-hmm. they got a little used to that white child raising, rearing shit. Mm. One they, had of them, to stay home. Oh, wait. they had to stay home with dad. They were getting three weeks alone with me mm. because one of them was like this to me, the one that looks like mm-hmm. your, your girl. Uh. She was like, um, I said, you got to go outside. She's like, uh, I'm not going outside. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I said, baby, you're going outside. I am not. <laughs> wait, wait, and, wait, wait. She was enunciating uh, like, oh, she was. And then, and her nanny was trying to tell her to come outside. And she goes, I said, you know, you're supposed to listen. And another thing, you don't get to talk to me like that. What are you doing? And she went like this. Well, I guess I'm going outside. <laughs> <laughs> and she, 
She crossed her hands, threw her head back, rolled her eyes so far, and I'm inside. <laughs> rolled my, her head so no, bad, I fell asleep. Okay. Now, now <laughs> inside, I am so proud of her. Uh-huh. It was like the blackest thing that child has ever done. I was so proud. But inside, I'm thinking, they about to get three weeks of black parenting. <laughs> Crash course. They, go, they don't know what's coming. Baby. Okay. Baby, they would tell us, oh, I didn't want scrambled, and, and you cut my toast, and I didn't want it cut. And I was like, oh, shit. They are in for it. They don't know. They don't know what it's like to be number six or seven kids. Okay. What's going on? I'm putting it down in front of you. Did you see Mama Dearest when she put that meal down there? Yeah, mm-hmm. like... You better eat They're going to be eat lucky it. if I put it back in the refrigerator. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it was the best three weeks. Oh they couldn't God. wait to see him again, okay. baby. It's now like... they tell their nanny, don't tell dad. I'm dada and he's papa. Uh. Don't tell dada. Just ask papa. Because I don't say yes. And I'll be like, no. They know it. They, they're working. <laughs> yes, child. It's so much fun. Go have kids. Yes. Go have kids. I guess I'm going outside. <laughs> right? With the eyes. Eyes, honey. So let's get into wig. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, wig. So I don't know if you ever had a chance to see it. It's so cute. I'm about to post what? it. You gonna post it? Oh, mm-hmm. it never oh, hasn't it? been up all these. It years? has never been no, up all these years. Up. Wow. I was looking for it and I got you know the synopsis yeah. and I was like, oh, where's the? Yeah, let's I'm see. gonna. I'm finally gonna do it. And so I'm... let's tell the kids about what mm-hmm. it is and how it came to you. Let's tell. Mm-hmm. You, let's tell the kids. Uh, wig is a is a is a short film that I wrote. I actually took four days to write it from beginning to end, and uh, it's a story. You got it like that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. It's a story. Well, I didn't know I had it like that. Mm-hmm. Todd told me that mm-hmm. I did because when I gave him the script after four days and said, "Would you please read this?" Mm-hmm. He turned around and said, "What? What have you been doing? You've been this. Is what you've been doing for four days?" I said, "Yeah." He handed me something called Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. He was in his office doing the same thing for four days. <laughs> so we exchanged uh-huh. scripts. I loved his. He said, "Scotch, I have to shoot this wow. now." I would never, ever, even though I'm married to him, never think that he would like something that much and have the time or want to do that. Mm-hmm. But not only that, the, the highest compliment came when he said, do not change a word. Mm. Wow, from him? Mm-hmm. Do not, and it was, a stream of, it was a stream of conscious script. Right, mm-hmm. right. Been in my mind. So Wig's about a guy who's, um, whose family um, is a little concerned, his, his, his husband and, and his sister are concerned about him because uh, he steals his mother's wig and starts to wear it uh, three days before her funeral. Uh, when she's supposed to actually have it in the casket. Mm-hmm. And um, it just brings up these certain um, uh, elements yeah. uh, that, that can create concern. What I didn't know when I was writing, which happens a lot of times, is I don't understand how personal something is until mm-hmm. I, it's there on the mm-hmm. page. Because if I do know, then I might try to you know, not be as honest. But this plays uh, as, a, as a combination of two things I was experiencing. Number one, my biological mom, she's been gone now maybe 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very close to her. She had beautiful long hair. Mm-hmm. She was also Native American mm-hmm. black, um, very very bright skinned, and um, <laughs> but um, I adored her. Mm-hmm. I really did. I was a, I am uh, uh, admittedly a mama's boy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that missing her was just driving me crazy. But I remember one thing as a child: always playing with her very long hair. Mm-hmm. My other the other aspect of the story is about a guy who realizes that his relationship is the most important thing in his current relationship with his man. And he was used to being a cheater and, or playing around and just looking mm, over the fence. Right. Well, he realizes at one point he's not going to ever get any other you know, trade on the side. Right. So I, those, those two ideas are, are, are blended in the story. And I said to Todd once, because a friend of mine from high school, who's still my friend, 
I'm seeing him as soon as I leave you guys. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do for your birthday this year? I said, Let's, he, he said, I want to go to the, the Mustang Ranch in Vegas or the Pony Ranch, whatever, the Bunny <laughs> yeah, Ranch. The, yeah, Which the Mustang one, you know? Ranch, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I said, why? He said, oh, I guess I'm, hmm. I was like, really? Oh, you, let's do it. I'll go because, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm open to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, I've been in the relationship with Todd for a few years. Mm-hmm. Not cheated, not messed around. And we do not have technically an open relationship. Well, not technically. We don't have an open relationship. Yeah, right. But I was like, a big but, I, I was at, but, I'm, but I'm thinking, look, I want to get, I want to sleep with a woman. So maybe that doesn't, you know, maybe he don't care about that because mm-hmm. he likes women too. Mm-hmm. Uh, liked, liked, liked women doesn't <laughs> past anymore. Tense, past tense. <laughs> so I said, hey, me, we're going to go to get some. And he's like, that's what you want for your birthday? I said, yeah. He said, he said, no. I went, <laughs> okay. He went, really? And I said, yeah. He went, no. <laughs> and I made a decision in that moment to never make him think that I wasn't satisfied with yeah. what our yeah. life was. Right. I, and I, because it had been my life up right. to that point, a right. bisexual life. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh no, I can't have him thinking that he's diminished in any way, right. shape, or form. Yeah. Right. And then I went, oh shit, that means I'm never going to sleep with another woman as long as I live because yeah. I'm staying with this one. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to pull me up. Some right. Dogs and some chains. <laughs> so, so, word to your mother, y'all motherfuckers come up to my man. <laughs> oh, it's on. <laughs> Go get your own, baby. But I knew that. And so that's where the story came because right. it was really sort of, it was, there was a mourning mm-hmm. that came with knowing that I was never going to sleep with another woman mm-hmm. or another person right. besides him. Mm-hmm. And um, if that's your life up to that, point you are you have to let it go and so that's where the story comes from and i wrote this short and we shot it and it's great and people ask me to turn it to a feature but i was very afraid to write a feature at the time so besides myself there's a very very funny comic by the name of jason duty who if you see his name on any um marquee go see him also stars Judy Greer, yes, whom we love and adore, mm-hmm. uh, and one of my dearest friends, the most talented Tim Bagley, mm-hmm. plays Todd in the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you love Todd. Just love me some Tim Bagley. Fine and talented. He's also and in Faux Show. He's also in Faux mm-hmm. Show, and could not be more sweet. Um, there's a there's a few other people. My my girl Darisha Kai, who's one of my best friends, and hope to be uh, turning out is a couple Rain of scripts. Rain is not in oh, this one. And Kim Coles uh, did her first sort of dramatic, mm-hmm. because I'm always looking out for Kim Coles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always looking out for Kim, and she was happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, and I also wrote the music that's in it, okay. so you'll see and that. They as shot well. it around their house and I guess some other location, but it and their house is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the way you guys use the house, it makes it look. So yeah, oh, expansive so and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I'm gonna use this one. Yes. Yeah, so and and which which should be up? Um, I'm I'm gonna be uploading it to Vimeo and YouTube. Uh, it'll be up by October 15th. Oh, good. Okay. Why why so late? Because I'm actually having trouble finding the master. I want to put a high high depth quality <clears throat> film up. I don't want to just you know put anything. And I don't actually know how to burn it from disc. And because if I do take it. From a disc, it's not going to be the same quality okay. as if I take it straight from the, um, okay. the hard drive. Right. So, um, and I have every single hard drive, so I've got to go through them all and then burn it down. Okay. And then put it out there. <laughs> you know, at first I thought I would, you know, wait until I um, marketed it with something else and make some money on it. And then I realized shorts are very hard to do that way. Very, very hard. But I don't want people to not see this 
this film I'm very mm-hmm. proud of. But yeah, it's never been up. Nobody's yeah, seen it. Like, it did quite you, well. You did a lot of festivals, though. Yeah. A lot of festivals. We won stuff. And, oh, nice. And I'm particularly proud of it. And a faux show is the next thing that I wrote that was produced. Mm-hmm. I have another play called uh, You Kill Me mm-hmm. that, uh, that uh, also is going up. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's get into faux show then while we're at Because um, I love the concept of mm-hmm. faux show because it's the talk show, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like... Watching the first couple, it kind of reminds me of like The Office, mm-hmm. but on the talk show with two black, you know, characters mm-hmm. who were like coming up with this challenge of being considered like bougie and black and like we're not black enough. And mm-hmm. it's such a unique, you know, because most, you know, you see a lot of um, shows that are made now and they have like the typical places, but it's very rare we get to see like the back, the, the, the behind interworkings the behind the scenes of like mm-hmm. a, of a talk show, mm-hmm. you know, and I really like that. And I like the fact that these two are kind of indignant. And how they treat everybody. Like one of my favorite parts of it is when, <laughs> when Kim Coles are talking about one of your sisters, like this person's name is this. <laughs> and, and, you, and you're just like, no, maybe this person's name is this. And then you show the person later and their name is something totally different. Like it's like three different things. So it's like this really fun. It's good to know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good to know. And especially the, the actress you have and the expression on her face is kind of like, these don't even know. That is not my name. That is <laughs> not Asia Brown, the lovely Asia Brown. Yeah. But I really like it because it's like, it's just it's it's just different. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead and talk about what you guys talk. No, about. I actually really enjoyed watching you do that. No, no, I haven't watched anybody do that. What's that? Talk about the show. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, it's no, it's just it's one of those shows where it's like, and I love the fact that like you know they're like what five six minutes long each. Like they're mm-hmm. really quick. You get in and out, mm. and because of that. You want to keep watching the other ones after that. Like, they're so quick. That's the key. That's the key. Because yeah. a lot of times I watch a lot of stuff in you, YouTube shows and people say, oh, watch this show. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you can, yeah, can tell because my interest starts to wane. Mm-hmm. But if it's quick and to the point and you're like, oh, what's happening? And it's over. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I'm mm-hmm. going right into the next one mm-hmm. right away. And I love that. But I just yeah. think it's a really, it's just really unique. And I like the humor. Okay. I really like the humor. So let's, let's talk about the origins of the show and how you, you know, put it together and everything like that. Faux Show came, is the second show that I wrote for Kim. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, I'm, and I want to, maybe I should say this, this is for Kim and myself, because every time I write for her, I always write something. And then if, if Cuba's not available, then I'm happy to do the role, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, so, uh, or whoever the network thinks, you know, is the right person. Right, but right. he's my go-to you guy. You do look like Morris Chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. You say the word chest and nut. <laughs> Talking about Morris and y'all, I'm back up. Okay, <laughs> let's get back on track here. Um, but uh, I wrote another one called Flashing about a married couple. Mm-hmm. And we did table reads, and I tried to sell it, but I didn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. With Faux Show, I, I was really excited because I'd been on the road with Kim probably <clears throat> a year and a half, and it had already existed. We did a table read, and I presented it to Todd, and um, Todd didn't quite get it at first. Mm-hmm. And then I had a miserable table read, mm-hmm. miserable, mm-hmm. with some of the talent. Um, and then, uh, so I, I put it under the, under the shelf. But after coming off the road with Kim, I thought, we had some success with it. A, 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 exec, a producer named David John Olari, mm-hmm. who's with NBC right now and was an actual producer on Living Single, mm-hmm. read it and loved it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And then Dark Toy Entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, Todd's company, but headed by Carrie, mm-hmm. spearheaded by Carrie. And I don't mind saying this because Todd, you know, Todd looks at me and I'm the husband. I'm, you know, he's, 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 he's starting to understand that I. You're serious. 
yeah, that I'm that I'm serious, right? right? right. But his partner went, whoa, what mm-hmm. the fuck is this? This mm-hmm. is so they shopped it, and WME jumped on board. Mm-hmm. And I told Kim, if it doesn't go last case scenario, not worst case scenario, we'll shoot it as a web series. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard uh, a couple of lovely rejections. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm I'm very happy to have gotten it to Oprah's company and and to 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 Bravo and but one network who will go nameless said <laughs> to us uh, that that their black show wasn't performing so well, so they didn't want to look at any other black wait, shows. Wait, wait, wait. Their black one show. black show. Their black show, which if you under- check my IMDb, Chow. you Chow. might figure it out because I was on the one black show. Um, uh, <laughs> As Lisa reaches for her phone to look and be like, what is wrong with you? Uh, so, I, I, so, you know, that of course, I again stuck it under the bed and said, wait a minute, wait, wait. I thought I made an agreement. Mm-hmm. Last case scenario. I'm not going to tuck this thing mm-hmm. that got that much attention on the shelf because of these unfortunate uh, words. And we shot it. So I wrote it about, uh, I wrote with Kim in mind, mm-hmm. and I wrote uh, Tiffany Haddish's character with her voice in mind, never knowing Great that comedian, she would say guys, yes. Mm-hmm. Guys, guys, Tiffany Haddish, please check her out. <laughs> Follow her, Instagram, everything, and us as well. But um, she ready. But mm-hmm. when she said yes, I think I might have, Right. I know I <laughs> I know I did when Tim Bagley said yes. Mm. But um I was so happy mm. because it's such a specific character and right. it's one that you have to navigate uh in a way that um that I feel is really important to the audience and, and to and to the African American community. Yeah, because it could be really offensive. It could be really offensive. Mm. You know, really. Yeah. I mean you know, it's funny. I wrote <clears throat> I, I, I wrote this character and she's a very stereotypical ghetto, but I also am very, very I think that you know, better hide your wife and hide your husbands and is hysterical. They I, are hilarious. I think uh, what's the name brand with the um, ain't nobody got time for okay. that. Mm-hmm. I love them, but you know, I also looked at the fact that they made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, hide your wives. Hide your, he's on his second house, and when I saw him being interviewed on the George Lopez show uh-huh. and all these, I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. there's something real here that mm-hmm. I want to incorporate into to, to my writing because it's it's something that's actually current and happening. Mm-hmm. And then when Nene Leakes got a pilot. Mm-hmm because this subject matter comes up in our show. She got a pilot over other actresses that I've known for years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I saw their attitudes. I was like, oh, uh, I'm going to put this in here too. So I just started borrowing from my life. Mm-hmm. Even the part where I'm, I'm being accused of not being black enough. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, my, that's from my real life sure. experience. My mm-hmm. first fist fight <laughs> after my father retired from the Air Force was these two little boys walked up to me. And I'd been in the neighborhood maybe a month. They walked up and said, why you got to talk white? And I, I said, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Pardon me. Ah, 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 what ah. are you talking about? I did. I literally said, I don't know what you're talking about. And, <laughs> and before I could react, one of them had punched me in the face. Wow. And they both jumped me, and I was able to fuck them up. Mm-hmm. I was so proud. That's the beauty of having three big brothers. <laughs> they, they thought they were going to take, you know, the right. I mean, I am the littlest of my brothers, right. but they thought they, they had it in the bag. But I was like, <laughs> yeah, baby. And I walked into the house, and this is a little off off the course but I, I said to my mom mom why do the kids always call me weird and my mom gave me the best nugget of my life she mm-hmm. said because they don't know the word unique right mm. okay. that's it right. and it changed my life yeah. because I was a little off 
the norm, but in the right way, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I was off center in the right way, right. in the artistic way, in the way that doesn't get praised a whole lot. Sure. Um, so I just started- Until you make it. Until you make it. Well, yeah, yeah. Then, then everybody Until wants a little piece of you. Abrams or a Todd Holland. Yeah. JJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm down with JJ. You know his wife's from Maine. You know what? We're gonna, you know what? We're going to have to start a main mafia. Okay. <laughs> Emmy bitches. You want me to call JJ? I got him right <laughs> okay, here. Call I got him on Speed Dale. Call him up and like, look. <laughs> on Speed Dale. Do... Those of us born in Maine. <laughs> like somewhere. Okay. <laughs> uh, those of us who want to do the next Star Trek movie, uh, will be me. <laughs> But I wanted to write this thing, and then I wanted to shoot it, and I and I and I wanted to finance it myself. I didn't want to have to answer. I didn't want the the good thing about not having a network say yes, we'll take it is that if they didn't like the the Afrocentric aspect, or if they didn't like this, they have the power to change all that mm -hmm. stuff. And I, we, you know, with with Hilliard as my um, producer, we didn't have to kiss anybody's ass. Mm -hmm. We got to make what we set out to make. Right. And one of the things that. I'm, I'm happy to say Nick Oceano said mm -hmm. when after he saw the screen was, you got everything that was on the page. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, look, uh, let's talk about this one little thing right quick. Uh huh. Let's just talk about this one little thing right quick. I'll explain one little it. thing. One little thing. <laughs> okay. Because, okay. as I told you before, on this show we like to teach people how. Yes. So let's talk to the kids about. <clears throat> we don't need to give numbers. We don't do any of that stuff. Okay. But let's talk about like some of the <clears throat> trials and tribulations we went through with making the show. Yeah, if we can, the ones that we want to. Oh talk my about. God! I'd love to talk about all you know of them. I mean? We let's, can let's talk let's about give every some aspect. education on how we put this thing together. You know if I, mean? I miss something, bring it up. Let Got me it. know. Mm -hmm. But um, I think one of the first challenges that we had, we had an opportunity because Kim Coles has over a hundred thousand. No. 10,000 followers. I'm not sure what it is. You got a lot. Mm -hmm. if, if you have a certain number of followers, YouTube will partner with you. They will allow you to you use their facility. Mm -hmm. like yeah, so, so, okay, right. Because 100,000, you, you get the space for two days. But if you've, you've reached a certain point, they will I'll give you facility. They will give you space. They will give you crew. They will tech you with post-production wow. equipment. Um, you just have to automatically partner with them. So our first challenge was, where are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And have it be cost-effective. So you can yawn. <clears throat> no, I was like stretching my back. Don't. She lying. I was Why well, you got to be yawning? I'm not yawning. Because it's hot. No, and I was going to ask you a question, but I said, you know what? Let me wait till you finish. Go ahead. That's right. No, I don't care. I had no idea that YouTube did that. Like, you, they do that. Wow. And they are. They, they have are, a channel. They have a, they have a studio. I mean, I know they have the stuff, but I didn't mm -hmm. realize that, that if you had a certain number that they could part. Okay. Yes. The only, the only thing they ask you is that you uh, partner with them as far as your, your monetization is okay. concerned. And that's, yeah. you know, that is absolutely something that, that anybody should be willing to do, especially if you're just starting up. Yeah. Um, there's, no, there's no harm in that. Um, and we had a script at the time that was 39 pages, so we knew we were going to get that space for one day. Mm -hmm. So we had to decide how we, how, how we were going to split it up. And initially, my, uh, the gentleman that was uh, in the same capacity as Hilliard before he came on board said, Scotch, it's impossible. We cannot shoot 19 pages in one day, because I was going to shoot 19 pages in one direction, then go someplace else and shoot 17 in another right. direction. Um, but then I decided I didn't want to work under those constraints, so we left the whole YouTube idea. In the interim, between going... Well, also, we would have had to bring everything in. We and needed a studio time. that had everything. Well, right. as far as set is concerned. Yeah. They yeah, would, we would have had to dress the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, give you, they would have given you, and you're able to use anything that's there. Mm -hmm. We could have even pulled furniture from the lobby. But mm -hmm. again, doing that, we're, we're, we're married to what's there, what they right. have, what they don't have. Right. Um, 
and we didn't necessarily need that uh, as a as a headache. But um, we uh, we between uh, saying no to YouTube and where we actually shot, the gentleman that was working in, in as as producer walked from the project. Thought it was best because, it, in his opinion, I was being too ambitious. And um, so, um, and you know, not to take away anything from him or his opinions, but right. he said to me, I can't believe Todd's letting you think you can do 19 pages in one day. So I went home to my man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And said, Them is my draw. And said, Sweetheart, <laughs> when you shot, Larry Sanders, which he won several Cable okay. Ace Awards in okay. his first what Emmy, Laura. Like 70, okay. 80 episodes? Okay. Yes, like, like 80% of all episodes. How many pages a day did you do right. when you did Larry Sanders? He said 17. And I said, I ain't trying to do motherfucking Larry Sanders. So 19 ain't shit, right? Anyway, so we parted right. ways. But it, it ended up being great. He's a, he's a lovely supporter of the project and yeah, introduced, us, right, introduced right. us to um, our, our second camera crew. Anyway, he's a good friend, and I'm still working on another film with him. Mm-hmm. But we ended up doing 40 pages in one day. And the reason I believed wow. it was possible to do 19 pages is because that very first job I did mm-hmm. influenced how I thought about this industry. Yeah. I yeah. did Facts of Life. It was three cameras. You memorize it like a play. You shoot it with four cameras actually, mm-hmm. and you cut it up and do it. So we shot 22 pages in a day right. when once we memorized it. So I knew if my actors were off book and that we had done our homework, mm-hmm. there is no way we couldn't do that. Um, besides, just because it seems like we can't do it doesn't mean I'm not gonna try, try to do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And I had the, the honor of shaking our line producer's hand and um, uh, uh, Frank's hand mm-hmm who came up to us at the end of the day and said, my record was 12 pages before today. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I mean, seriously, if we, if, if we drank and got down, there would have been some drinking okay. and some naked <laughs> partying and God knows what it would have led to, a divorce and, oh I don't know, God. penicillin shots, something. <laughs> but um, that's how exciting it was right. to actually come and to get come it. come in and get and our all crew, that done. our crew... Had come to, a lot of the crew had come together for the first time that morning. Mm-hmm. So what I've learned from that experience is the next time we rehearsed the cast, we didn't rehearse the crew. No. So a couple mm-hmm. of flaws that happened because they didn't get a chance to know that Lisa was going to speak, so make sure her mic is up at this point and then mm-hmm. go over to... That happened a couple of times, but nothing, as you will see when you watch the series right. at foshowtv.com. Plug <laughs> um, <laughs> it. Baby, yeah. That... Um, Nothing that, that, that destroyed anything. Right. We, we lost maybe 30 seconds of footage that mm-hmm. we couldn't find. And given the pa- fact that we did 40 pages in one day, that's, it's, a, it's a huge success. Wow. Huge success. So We shot right. the, that very last confrontational scene on another day. Yeah. Remember, for like three hours? I mean, yeah. it was like nothing. Yeah. Right. That was well, right. that is, you can't call it the confrontational scene, you call it episode nine. True, I didn't want to give it away. So yeah. okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize no, that. Because I was going to say the whole, we did, yeah, we did that whole thing on that mm-hmm. day and some pickups. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, but it was very, very easy and, and Hilliard stepped in for me because, you know, brother's got to pay diaper bills. So I had to go <laughs> run off to an audition, but left him there because I knew he knows what, you know, what to do. Right, right. You know, I'm skipping on. Um, and, uh, th- but, but I want to say one thing about Hilliard, and this is, this is the way that, because I do live a very spiritual life. This man came on board and saved me 
within two hours. The second he stepped on, something like that. I will never forget that. Mm. I will never forget. And, and right away, this pressure started to ease itself off me. Mm. He knows how to talk in a way that I, I'm learning to mm. speak. He knows how to uh, generate value and get someone else to understand <laughs> that, <laughs> that they need to cut their value in order to help service yours mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't. I just used to lay down on the floor and go, what do you need? What is, here you go, right? And he's like, no, he's, he's taught me so much in that experience. You're like Suge Knight, but the nice version of Suge Knight. Like, this is what you oh, go no, do. I got my homie. Okay. <laughs> I just ain't had to use him yet, that's all. <laughs> you know, you said Suge Knight, and I heard M. M. Shemalayan. <laughs> I'm like, why are you calling him that? Well, I, just, I just said lovely things, but why are you doing that to him? <laughs> no, he knows how to tell us. He knows how to wrap up a story. <laughs> I'm sorry, M. M. Shama Lama Laka Lakam. You ain't lying about right. alone. Okay, I'm sorry. He's still a genius. Uh, I not hey, look. In a while, but he's still a genius. I would still take the least amount he's made on any of his films okay. in my bank account. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I'm available as an actor, M. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'll tell you something else that happened when we were shooting this that Hilliard was very instrumental in helping me. I had the notion of shooting a reality show while we're shooting the show. <laughs> now, this sent Todd Holland out you, of the room. You, you, he multi that like, we Todd gonna, was like, we're going to squeeze everything out of this <laughs> linen. Okay, we're going we gonna, to we gonna make some, we're going to grind everything, then we're going to make a smoothie out of it. We're going right. to do we're everything. We ain't wasting nothing. In one day, and then he brings in a whole crew. It was like two or three of them to shoot another. You could tell them about That's up. actually kind of genius. Right, uh-huh. so we started oh, we, at we started on that now. we started rehearsals. <laughs> we did we did the table reads. We did you know, and then he came the day of, and uh, and you know we snuck him into my my kid's birthday party. <laughs> we did some <laughs> shameless shooting at the kid's birthday party, which is yeah, just so wrong. So wrong. With that. <laughs> at the front door, you guys were at the door, and, and you guys reenacted that one thing, and and everybody thought you guys were. Oh my gosh. That was with Beth Grant. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, check out Beth Grant, too. Oh She's on the Mindy God. Project. Very talented. Oh, she will be making an appearance on our reality series, which is, all, which is called MoFo. <laughs> uh, because faux show ain't enough, so we're going to give you some MoFo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like double entendres. I, I really love, love double entendres. I love but uh, at the kids' party, I didn't really want to crew at my kids' fifth birthday mm-hmm. party, but it was a... It was a Fiasco. There were, I mean, it was just huge. But I said, if I could sneak them and put them far enough away. Well, Beth Grant honored me by um, playing with us on camera. And I said, Beth, you know, the nature of the, of the reality show is basically about me trying to get all my friends right. in Hollywood to participate. And what I'm really asking my friends to do in, in real life is act like you mean what you say when you talk to me. But as soon as I step away, just start self-promoting. Just, I don't care. I don't care where you take it. I mean, literally in real life, like Maite Garcia has a, a oh pet rescue. God. Just, just scotch. Yeah, scotch. Just scotch. Love it. And as soon as I walk, just talk about yourself. Talk. Don't even worry about me. Well, I said to Beth a few words. Listen, Beth, I'm just going to ask you to be on Info Show. I'm right. bring the script. Well, I brought the script to her and someone else that's coming on your show, Mike Werb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that. Mm-hmm. Mike wrote The Mask mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, um, and, and uh, uh, Face Off. Face Off. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, yeah, we're going to interview him. Uh-huh. He's one of Todd's very best friends. Uh-huh. Lovely, bright, so bright man. Nice. Standing next to, to Beth, and Beth's husband's there. So I walk up with my script, and she goes right into it. Oh, no, Scotch. 
You are, please, just one weekend we thought we'd come without being this. You are seriously not asking me at your kid's birth? I mean, no, I'm, I, I've got the script. It's right there. I'm not, no, I just, I just had this. Mike Worm jumps in and rips me an ass. Well, you have to understand, we, we put the camera very far, and we've got lives on. So some people are trying to come up and say goodbye to us. Uh-huh. Did Mike know? Mike Werb? Did he know? Mike knew, yeah. Uh-huh. So he's like, oh, yeah, oh, you know, it's all about scotch. It's perfect, perfect tone <laughs> oh for the show. People are trying to walk up with their kids, say bye to us. They walk up, and they just slowly back up, <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is a fight. Let's, oh, okay, shit. Okay. So they start moving away. They That's move away. funny. And it's great. It's just great. Oh, my but God. But I've got some really cool people, and I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm learning to be very ballsy But about no, this. you know what? That, to me, that's like genius. It's like you're doing a show, and then you tape another show on top of that. I mean, that's like multitasking and using every bit of everything you have Your resources, to create. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I yeah. would never have thought yeah, of, of that. Yeah, because now we have another show that we could put out in the next month, I'm sure. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you guys have a deadline? Uh, you think we, well, um, we're going to start cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ben and Alex just finished Gladys Knight's music video, and they're, they're getting you know, these very talented young men. You know, And we're going to keep that one really micro. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for me to say to Jeff Perry, who's on Scandal, mm-hmm. who already has said yes to, mm-hmm. to doing a, a cameo, right. Jeff, listen, we're going to... We're going to Starbucks. Meet me at that place, and right. I'm going to give you the script. And you know, as soon as I walk away, when you throw it in the garbage, I mean, it, what a, it's very easy when it's just us. Very minor, you know. Um, so we're going to keep that one on the deal. And it, uh, it's parts of me sometimes I go, this one might blow foe out of the water. Yeah, and we shot it so the camera is uh, is, is a is a character, so it responds. I love it zooms that. For you, baby. Thank you. That's I for you. Up and I down. love that. It responds, yeah. it turns like a yeah. roll, you know, it's like shit cool. like that to me is funny when a camera does that because mm-hmm. it's like it's like we are the camera, like yeah. mm-hmm. as a viewer. Yeah. And it's like you're just kinda like reacting to that as if you are mm-hmm. that like that that character that's in there. That's exactly. so I, I, smart. I love garbage can humor, but I really respect intelligent humor. Mm-hmm. And when you make the camera a character and it's a believable character, mm-hmm. you're asking the audience <clears throat> to go to another level. And I really enjoy that. I wow. enjoy that kind of thing. I, I really, really, really do. I like it. I love smart. I love all kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird, though. I'm still getting used to... Uh, Attention! Somebody came up to me at Kim Cole's wedding recently and said, I am really enjoying your series. And I was not ready. Hmm. I was not, I, I mean, I, I said, oh, that's great. Go tell Kim. <laughs> 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 Would you please tell Kim? <laughs> and, um, and, and it was, a, and after the fact, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's, that's something that I have to welcome mm-hmm. because my intention is to make something that people want to see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I got to get used to that. That's the right. new the new part of this whole writer-producer thing for me. Yeah, well, the thing that I like about it, Scotch, is we have a, <clears throat> a similar career in a sense we both come from theater and then we started, you know, doing TV and commercials mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that. And now we are writer-director-producers. Yes. You know, and, I mean, I'm not acting anymore. You still are. But um, I don't know. Did you not see him in uh, Faux Show? I'm not acting. I uh, saw you in there. Wasn't uh, well, <laughs> no, I, I have another part. <laughs> I do believe the credit that I wrote uh, says Hilliard Guest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this is um, so, look at this. I look, I, and it's no, been years. Wait, wait. I'm looking up the band here. It's like I love it. It's like it's Faux Show, and then for the reality, 
Mofo. Mofo. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't wear that shit. Okay. I'm okay. It will stay on her. It's like, yeah, you know. ready? Well, they do. They do start to wear down a little bit, but I like that. I like it. Yeah, I'm wearing it out. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I always love, and I love having people on the show when they progress. Mm-hmm. We talk about progression all the time. You went from this to this to this and now now you know how to do all these things now Mm -hmm. you're not just an actor anymore you're not just a singer you're not just a dancer now you are behind the scenes creating the actual building it from the bottom up right you know what I mean and that is the progression of where we all need to be Mm -hmm. you know Lisa the same thing she did the same thing Mm -hmm. you know come from the same type of background writing and stuff and then she got behind the camera Mm -hmm. you know had to produce and write you know what I mean and those things are important to do where we are now. If you were doing film, if it was only film, mm. it'd be a lot more difficult. But now we have access. You well, your, your show speaks a lot to, to writers and writers, a lot of writers find out that they have to become producers. Yeah. It's yeah. just the way that it is. And I wasn't, you know, I now consider myself for the first time ever a writer and producer. Um, the director, I was able to, to, to hear mm-hmm. because I was directing a lot of stage and theater. Mm-hmm. But now I see it as, in, in, as far as this, this uh, medium is concerned. Right. But I'm getting ready to pitch because I don't, I'm, I'm like a, a, a shark, baby. Got to keep moving. Uh, ben Patrick Johnson and I, mm-hmm. who plays um, Peter uh, in our show, <laughs> we'll talk about Ben in a second. Um, I'm, I'm pitching a, a talk show with him. I've yeah. got a great talk show idea. And it's uni- the, the, uh, the premise is unique, but it's a talk show. So we've seen talk shows. I'm not doing anything. I'm, nobody's pulling whistles out of their ass. But the premise is different, and I'm... So looking forward to being behind the scenes as the producer on that, Mm -hmm. should we go. And because of you, Mm -hmm. um, and because what you taught me, I realized all I have to do is shoot a trailer. I don't have to shoot the first episode to try to sell it. Mm-hmm. A trailer is a concept. That's uh, yeah. all. Yeah, I'm, and I don't even have to shoot that, but because I can, because it is a high concept, mm-hmm. I believe it will present really well as mm-hmm. a trailer. Mm-hmm. So now I have to think uh, in terms of writing that trailer, which mm-hmm. is something else you introduced me to, and then conceiving it, producing it, and you know, putting it together and making right. it happen. And that's something that, <clears throat> I, and I told you since day one, I said by the time we're done, even though your husband is a huge producer and director in town, you know, he does his work and you do mm-hmm. your work. So mm-hmm. you're not like as involved. But I told you by the time we're done, you're going to feel like you can do a million dollar project. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. I bet you do. Now I you do. Now you feel like you can do. That's what I always tell people. We're like, Hillary, mm-hmm. boy, you went this project, did this project. It's like they just keep getting bigger. I feel you like know? I can do a million dollar project if my producer is Hilliard Guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right now, that I could do. It happened. By myself, I get a little weak in the knees. I mean, I don't you know, because I mean, I mean, I know. Why are you turning all that skate on us? Like, oh my God, he took it to escape. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. Old school. Um, wait. You didn't want to say the line, so the line came up. But I have learned that from you, so I'm looking forward to that. And, by the way, we have a, I have another, uh, to, to answer that network's uh, comment that my our black show wasn't doing so well as a result of that what I did I turned it into a positive for anybody else that hears uh, information that might throw you off course and I went and I wrote a multi-ethnic piece mm-hmm. where the, I have I have Latins I have an Asian role I'm the two I made sure that the two white leads were countered by two black leads mm-hmm. because I'm not going to write mm-hmm. for 
I'm gonna I'm not gonna not write for people that are like me. Right. I want people like me, mm-hmm. women and men mm-hmm. and ethnic people to have as much opportunity. Um, diversity is huge in our home. Before before Todd I mean, he doesn't mean this in a negative way, and it's going to sound, it's going to bother some people. But he says, I forget you're black, which makes me happy because he is so diverse conscious. Mm-hmm. That oh, he, he, he is, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, you. No, that's quite I right. Told Scott, I told um, Todd that we got to have him back again because we didn't talk about how much diversity stuff he does at the DGA. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like on the top, yeah. making sure that they are staffing you know, other right. directors who have color. But he's I've, the I've, I've that. been at home when he's come home from network meetings and he is ranting that they don't see that the world he's trying to create is the real world yes. when he's trying to insert an Asian female mm-hmm. or, or, or a Latin man right. I mean, and, or, 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 or a black guy. They're like, you know, they'll say, well, we can't do it because he's the, he's the cop. And it used to be, well, we can't put him because he's the, we can't make him black because he's the bad guy. And he's like, let's yeah, represent the real everybody. world. Yes. And he's fighting the good fight. And it's not because of me, which is, makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy about mm-hmm. that. Um, we are now, because of Gina Davis, very, very uh, bias conscious. Yes. And, and, and she opened it up to women. Yeah. Because Gina Davis, if, if you go online and look uh, some of the stuff that uh, Gina Davis is doing for women in the media, it's really, really important work. And I, I follow her on there because I think she's documenting and doing a lot of work. Because a lot of times people say, oh, they'll make comments and they'll be like, oh, well, whatever. But it's like she's bringing documentation and she's showing you, like, this is what it is. And for you to keep denying stuff, because you don't know, there's no excuse now. There's no excuse for you not to know. She, the world is real. Make it look like the world that you live in. As an artist and as a parent, mm-hmm. she has pulled the wool off my eyes mm-hmm. in that regard. Mm-hmm. You will never see a project that I have any control over that does not have 50-50 gender exactly. representation. Oh, yeah. exactly. I'm sorry. It won't happen. Well, she went so far as um, when we went to that Gina Davis yes. uh, panel that Todd mm-hmm. was on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she went so as far as saying... I know you guys can't just all of a sudden throw us all in, all of a sudden we're leeching. Just put us in the fucking background so we see more faces. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You remember, that was it's the like, if y'all, if, y'all, if y'all can't handle just that little, we can, you, know you can I mean? ease us into it. you well, see it. She's yeah. actually yeah. saying, I'm not talking about making Jodie Foster the lead of a movie. I'm talking about when you walk into an office, let the people in that office be 50% female. Yeah. When we go to a stadium, when we go to a crowd scene, a restaurant mm-hmm. scene, in the world of film, and she's studied over 2,000 pieces mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. film, including cartoons, yep. mm-hmm. the female representation peaks yeah. at 17%. Yep. And Google, was it Google or was it Yahoo on the, on the, on the board there? It was Google, Google. right? Google took this information and started looking in the corporate world. And because it's represented this way in film, it is the same number in the corporate world, 17%. Same number in writer's room. So, you know, and being, being the dad of several girls, want to make sure that they're enough. represented. Yeah. Just enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's right. Just, but it's, it's a subconscious way of telling you what the world looks like. Right. It's like, well, no, that's not the real and way. And children pick that up. We, yeah, oh, yeah, without sure. even having the verbal language, they can look at it whether they're watching their cartoons and stuff. And just by seeing something, you just make assumptions. Right. You know? And you make really like, you know, you get certain biases. Like, well, mm-hmm. maybe women shouldn't be mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just talking specifically if you have young girl children at home who are mm-hmm. watching these things. That's how it feels. Like, mm-hmm. it's not stated. 
But the subtext is there. They feel that like, hmm, there's not that many of us up there. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, you keep hearing me telling like women make like over 52, 52% of the audience who are going to see these movies. Right. You yeah. know, for example, when more I went to... Men. Yes, more than That's men. True. And, then, yeah. and then we go several... And women tend to go several times to mm-hmm. see a movie. Well, she takes all her crew. Yeah, we go crew. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like for example, I went to go see uh, the most recent, like Straight Outta Compton. I went mm-hmm. three times to go see it. But mm-hmm. I went three separate times with different groups of friends. Like mm-hmm. I went because my mom wanted to see it. She wanted to see Ice Cube. She's a cinephile. That's why this bitch right My mom wanted to see it even though I had to tell listen mom this ain't the ice cube you used to this is like ice cube this from, from jump right, this right, ain't are we right. there yeah ice cube there's well, language no, there's language wanna, mama yeah, I still want to say my mother's like 72 and she like enjoyed the, the movie she enjoyed it okay. and I said well mom she, I, go, I go mom so I had the curse and all the stuff she says you know what Lisa not that my, vo- my not that my mother has a voice of a muppet. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow. She, what mama got stuck in her throat? No, but the way she was saying, she said, you know, at least after a while, you got so used to hearing the cursing that you didn't even hear it anymore. It it just yeah, became yeah, she yeah. came numb to it. Mm-hmm. Then I went with a group of of my friends, you know, who we grew up during that time. So mm-hmm. we remember those, you know, we was out there break down, listen to the <laughs> stuff. So we went with that group. And then I went a second. The first time I went, I went by myself. Mm-hmm. And each time I saw it, I saw it in different places. Mm-hmm. And just like I stated in the article I wrote for Bitch Flicks, I went to La Jolla. Mm. To go see it in the theater. Like, I saw the first time I saw the, mm-hmm. the when I went myself. She'd be going to the hood. No, I went to the hood. Yes. When I went with Mama Friends, I went to the hood. I went to two different hoods La to the, check it out. La, uh, there's La Jolla is a hood? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, okay. I went to La Jolla AMC. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I wanted to see it because it was like, it was playing up there in La Jolla, mm-hmm. which is, for those of you who don't know La Jolla in San Diego, uh, predominantly white with aging because you got UCSD, but it's predominantly pretty much a white. Mm-hmm. Very rich, very rich, very yeah. affluent neighborhood. Yeah, and so I said I'm gonna go up there and go watch it in their neighborhood mm-hmm. because it's playing at the La Jolla AMC, <laughs> straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. Right, even though ain't no straight out of Compton folk living in that area. That theater was pa- I was the only black person in the really? theater, oh. and it, here's the interesting: it was young people, mm-hmm. white. Older white women, mm-hmm. okay? They came like, they was like, there must have been like a little book club or something because they came in and had their popcorn. And I thought, I literally, like, this is what I thought. You were and then, no, no, I wasn't no. embarrassed. I wasn't embarrassed. I was like, did they come into the right movie? Yeah. Like, this is Theater 11. Maybe they meant to go to They're 12. like, oh, yeah. Ice and then they got cute, up. Yeah. No, no. And then they got up and they walked out and I said, oh, okay, they weren't here. They went to go get their popcorn and came back oh, in. That's right. And I was like, mm. oh my God. And it was like a full spectrum mm. of whiteness, mm. like young, old, middle aged men, women. And I thought, I'll be damned. Like, you can't, you cannot not show movies and act like you can't that's put right. different people who are diverse. Who I like see. Real that's life. right. Fuck that office up. Yeah, young man. That's right. Oh my God. He's doing you wrong. That's ice tea, right? Yeah. Fuck that office up. Yeah. Break that chandelier. Oh my God. I, so I would do it. the same thing. I, and no, and no, literally, that's their reaction. They were like, oh, but I sat in the back. And you know, La Jolla AMC, they got the nice chairs, like the leather ones that mm-hmm. kind of like that. They, you know, it's like a bed, you, you lay with, back, yeah. You lean with it, it's, like with it. it's like Sinopolis where you can just lay, it comes a bed, but you lay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I sat in the back purposely to watch their reaction to the movie. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is like hood movie, mm-hmm. music, globe, that kind of stuff. And they were enjoying the fuck out of that movie. Like they, like you could just see them clutching their purse like, I cannot believe police Look, officers would do that. We did an episode the weekend of, that it came out. Mm-hmm. This one had to apologize on the air to whoever the white man was who was sitting next to her. Oh, the first when I went when opening day, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. She sang "Fuck the Police." Fuck the Police. He said I was like going off with the words. It was the first showing on Friday. I went at nine a.m. There's only like seven of us in the theater because you know I got to see it first without the folk sometimes, so mm-hmm. I can you know so I can just process it just by myself without being distracted by people's kid everything else mm-hmm. and. 
when those songs came on, like when he said, no Vaseline, I remember those songs. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, dude, I'm so, I felt so bad. It's like, oh my God, I hope he didn't feel uncomfortable. But he enjoyed the movie. So he was just kind of laughing when we were leaving. But I just thought, oh my God, I have to apologize because the first time I saw it, that music and that, especially when you got a good sound system and that music comes through and, you know, you know, like I said, I have my issues with the film and certain things and, you know, there's misogyny in NW's music. I, I, my cognitive dissonance recognizes that. <laughs> However, <laughs> when it's in that booming system yeah, and you're now, like, what? Yeah. Especially oh, when they, you know, God. you're juxtaposing those scenes, what's happening right now with the mm-hmm. new civil rights, all that stuff, you just get into it. And I thought, oh my God. And I had to make sure I saw it three times just to see, just for my own personal study, mm-hmm. what it was. And when I saw La Jolla, they were eating that movie up. And they were learning something. Did you see some heads rocking to the music? They was like, oh my God, Rodney <laughs> King. Oh my goodness. And oh my gosh, I had no idea. And I was like, are getting an education mm-hmm. <laughs> for real. I saw a white woman in the street at a Compton T-shirt on the other day. I mean, <laughs> as as white as you could be with a little short cropped and a nice little button earring. <laughs> I wanted to say to her, "Honey," but then I thought, "No, go, go ahead, go ahead." I love, let it. I love her it. Have her but now, get, getting back to the Gina Davis point, right? Writers, yes, producers. She only asked that you write it that way. If you have an office scene, write. Lisa right. comes from out of the office. Lisa, the manager, right. comes out and says, right. and then goes away. Even if it's one line, two lines, please don't put a boy's name in those positions. Right. You can help tremendously by point. doing something yeah. like that. And she had the study, too. I don't know if it was like 26% or whatever. When the f- women did appear in films, their dialogue was so way off less than anybody yeah. else in the sure. movie. You know, just a couple yeah. of lines. Yeah. They weren't even having that. So it's kind of like her work is very important. And people just need to understand that you're shooting yourself in the foot because your audience is coming to see that. They're well, the ones who are going to come. I, I was telling, I don't know if we've talked too much, but I was just hired to do this rewrite on this new show, right? <laughs> and I noticed straight up front there's like no women until Act 3. Mm. No. I mean... No women right. until Act Three. Right. <clears throat> I think there's a there's a nun or something, but it's like these flashbacks of him being mm-hmm. a kid, you know. Which mm-hmm. to me, I'm cutting the cutting around anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know it yet because um, <laughs> it doesn't move the story forward. Anyway, um, so the first thing I told them that I'm doing this is the number one thing I'm doing is you need the presence of women. Right. You know, I know it's about these four or five right. guys or whatever. He's got a mom. Right. He's got to have a girlfriend. They don't yeah. live Somebody, in a vacuum. Right. Right. You know, right. who's a strong woman in there. So I made his, I based his mother, even though she wasn't this type of mother, mm-hmm. I based her off of um, um, Soprano's wife. Okay. I wanted her to be a strong uh, woman like that. Well, you know I, 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 know, I noticed that right off in, in just for show, the first episode, like mm-hmm. the number of women. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, you've got Kim Coles there. Yep. And then you've got... Erica, mm-hmm. and the, not just her being there, but her part being somebody who's helping to run the show, like sure. in a position of power, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, you got the other women then in there too. So that, like, those little tiny subtle things mm-hmm. make a huge difference, mm-hmm. even if it's just a couple lines or just visually seeing them, you know, like okay, right. they're there. And, and if that's the speed we got to go, it, it'll get better. But sure. it's that that subconscious when you don't do that, mm-hmm. when it doesn't look like real life, it's kind of like it's kind of like that thing that just came out. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, uh, a couple of months ago, someone had took all the the people of color mm-hmm. and how many and took all the big movies mm-hmm. and just 
edited it down to all the lines of just the people of color in the movie. Uh, and some of them, like, I think what they did, Noah, Noah with the new Noah movie mm-hmm. that came out a couple years ago, mm-hmm. there was nothing. Like, the, here's a scene we edited it down to all the people of color who spoke in that movie, and there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing. A couple of them, here's the number, and they just showed the scenes of the people of color, a couple of lines, and it was like, just smart. And it, it made such an impact because mm-hmm. it's like, you don't think of it, but when you edit it down, like, this is what they were saying, mm-hmm. they were like tiny smidgen. And when the no one came out, I died. Because it's like, how many people of color had speaking lines in Noah? We're going to show them all. There was nothing. <laughs> See, Lisa is one of them. And you're supposed to be talking about the world. Like, a God so loved the world, exactly. he created everybody, and you ain't got no people of color? Where we <laughs> come from? one of the people. She'd be on Twitter with all the clan. the the, the, <laughs> the, the clan? The Wu-Tang clan. The squad. Okay. Okay. The squad. Yeah. The, the geek soul brothers and the black nerds and all those people. They'd the, be going in. The clan, the clan with a C. Okay. We spell this one with a C, though, yes? It's the, it's, yeah, okay. We're the Wu-Tang. We're the Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang forever. I don't want to give away too much of, of the plot of, yes. of Faux Show, but one thing that did strike me um, no, let's tell the was, was the word, uh, you know, when, when we use the word bitch. Right. And there's also some um, there's a, 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 a there's some sexual history with um, w- with Kim's character, mm. and I was very very conscious of making sure that what goes on did not put her in a position of victimization. Right. And I know some people are going to watch this and go, oh, you know, whatever. Well, f- f- keep in mind, Kim Coles is playing a character that's out of my imagination, but I was very conscious about making all the choices, particularly the ones that mm-hmm. were sexual, right. be one that was on top of the table. Right. There's no surprise. Like, I didn't want to put a, d- a, a character that was victimized by, by a, any form of DL activity mm-hmm. because I don't know how many people and I don't even know how much of this went out into the heterosexual community but the 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 gay community particularly the black uh, gay gay community took a huge hit with things like McMillan's uh, husband coming out and mm-hmm. how much mm-hmm. she was put on the victimized platform mm-hmm. by this whole thing and um, it was a very ugly mark right. that was put in, a, in, in an arena that I don't think was entirely fair right. because there's so many mature people out there making sexual choices, mm-hmm. you're just not talking about it. Right. So to, to appear as a victim would have been very easy to just yeah. make it I seem like... we had this conversation very early. We had, we had yeah. to. It, it, it means a lot to me mm-hmm. um, to put the power back in the woman's hand and right. not, not write this sort of a character who's so busy that she doesn't notice how, how much the world is taking advantage of her. Right. And that's something else I feel as a writer, you know, that's my, part of my agenda, is to make sure that when I, when I write a character, particularly if it's a black female character, that she is in a position of power. Right. You know, even, even Erica's character, mm. she's, she's just over mm. it. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> yeah. What movie did she watch when she picked up that character? It was some old movie. Oh, yes. Faye Dunaway yeah. from, like, is it, what's it the, the network? network? Was it Network? Yes. yes. She's, oh my gosh. She is on. just. I know. Her little curls. <clears> and she's <throat> like, oh, I just, you know, I never want to have children. <laughs> or something. it's just like, oh, and I'm working with these two, you know, and just kind of that. Uh, you oh, know, man. we have some outtakes yeah, of her hitting Lofo, a. There's a lot of funny stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got more Erica coming up okay. for you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. you No, that. That, that, that. Oh, yeah. There's, there was, yeah. It's exactly that. Um, but I haven't gone through the hours and hours of footage that we have. But oh, I will. Stay tuned for MoFo. It's going to be exactly. off the chain. Mm-hmm. You'll see more of Hillier, too. In fact, I, I think I can announce right now that um, I'm not sure if it's October 1st or the middle of September. I'm releasing the full version of the music video that appears in Faux Show. So I'm recutting it. 
and you'll see a little bit more of Mr. Guess oh <laughs> in the show, in the in the music video. Bitch, better keep running. <laughs> Better better keep keep the official video starring <laughs> Hilliard Guest. I wonder who's singing on that. Who voices that? I don't know. I don't know. Might, be, might be somebody you know. Oh yes, I wrote. I wrote. Uh, I wrote three of the songs, and um, we have an amazing musical guy named Andre oh, yeah. Alexander who yeah. who wrote the uh, uh, theme song for Detroit with Ali Willis. They have gotten over 4,000 people, public, public uh, workers, to appear in the music video. It is going to be huge, a huge, huge, huge. And he did most of this work for absolutely nothing. We were oh, so blessed nice. having him on the project. And he is very funny in the show as, as Travis. Yes, Go Travis. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. No, thank you for thank having you. Me. So much fun. I appreciate it. My baby brother. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about getting him on for a minute, so you know, I'm just glad you're here now. You have me and, back. Uh, have it me back. Comes when you're ready, when it's time to have it. So okay. That's what's up? Cool. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Really honored. Learn a whole lot of like interest. Just a lot of good information, like mm-hmm. the YouTube stuff. Just the just like you said, getting there as a writer. Just getting in there, learning how to produce, and and understanding as a writer. And I bet you, since producing it and doing this, it's going to make you even a better writer because now you know in your mind, like, okay, oh yeah, oh, you start, yeah. I now, shot now these you know pages. how to work with the budget. Much, now yes, you know, yeah. like doing the budget and yeah. like, oh, we do this scene here. That means we have to do this and. Well, a literally a better writer when Hilliard tells you, okay, now you need to take that dialogue and you need to... (laughs) Scotch, I'm not trying to rewrite you, but you need to take that and you need to... Right, right. Hilliard, Hilliard, Scotch, she said, okay, so now I need to write this. But remember, the the economy of words. And I'm like, okay. And and, and that word, uh, put that in this present, that tense, get rid of this. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Active voice, voice, baby. I didn't know any of this stuff. Now I can do anything. (laughs) Anything. Because a lot of times people have the mistake that like the, they think the more dialogue is going to explain what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's like no, less is more. Less people are smart; they can pick up on you know right. cues and things without you having to say it. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a look or something, the actor does something. It's like just remember, yeah, less I, is and more. I bet you learned a lot in the less editing. Is more. You're like, well, I didn't need to say that at all. Oh, mm-hmm. there's you know what I mean? yeah. Cut that light yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, end it right you there. did. You took out a lot of stuff in mm-hmm. some spots. Oh you know yeah, I mean? yeah. We have to do what's what's best for the project ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something else after off the record. Okay. Uh, that I'm that I'm. I hope you realized after the fact that I yeah, no appreciate mm-hmm. you saying. No problem. Yeah. So, uh, Scotch, where can people find you? You on Twitter and Facebook? You could find me. I'm on Twitter. I am Scotch E Loring. At Scotch E. Loring on Instagram, I am at Scotch E. Loring. Um, oh, he's on IG. I'm Scotch mm-hmm. Ellis Loring on Facebook, and I have a website, www.scotchellisloring.com. Nice. Foshowtv. Foshowtv.com. Spell it for them. So spell it for them. So F A U X. S H O W T V dot com. Yes, because you know there's going to be somebody out there who's going to be like F O. S H O. Exactly. And like, I can't find it. I yeah. can't find it. Yeah. So, yes. F A U X. It's French. Come on now. Come on now. And of course, and then I do Mo. Mo is not M A U X. So, I mean, it's M O. Mo is the way you expect it to be. Mo. Stay tuned for Mofo. That's right. Um, the Twitter for, for Fosho. It is at Fosho TV. At Fosho TV. Just how we spelled it a minute ago. Yes. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. Twitter us. Google us. Poke me. Poke me. Twitter. Poke me. Lisa Twitter. B, where you at, girl? Well, you know I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I write. For, you know, I write for bitch flicks <laughs> with the film reviews and Somebody things like that. Somebody might be listening to this for the first time, right? That, you know what? You are you correct. Can't remember that? That's I, true. Don't I get know, mad. I know. Okay, here I want to talk to you about the you man will, from Uncle. You will find. You can find me on Twitter. You can also find me at bitch flicks. Um, that's where I do the film criticism, the film criticism, film reviews with an intersectional feminist slant. Uh, you can also find me lurking with my peoples. Geek Soul Brother on the Saturday Night Sci-Fi. What's up, Geek? <laughs> That's on Saturdays. Hashtag Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Look us up. And also with uh, Graveyard Shift Sisters when she does the uh, fabulous, fabulous Friday Night Horror. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'll be lurking anywhere that Black Girl Nerds is hanging out when she does the 80s live tweet and all the great mm-hmm. geeky, nerdy stuff and the whole squad. All of us out there who are just black nerds who are just really just enjoying the culture, live tweeting. It is so much fun. So if you ever want to have a good time... And you just want to see how I am when I'm on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can, up, bitches. You can, up. You can also up. find her lurking in the back of white theaters in La Jolla. Um, singing, well, I'm studying fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm watching you, watching film, and, and studying, like, that, and I need, like I said, I needed proof. Like, I know everybody is watching this movie. Not, it's not just because when they had the cops coming and checking our purses and bags for those bologna sandwiches and for that homemade popcorn. Right? I'm sure that's what they were looking for when they were searching our bags. Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Hilliard Guest. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Hilliard Guest. Or you can follow us on the show at Screenwriters RR. Um, Facebook, our Facebook page. Oh my God, I keep forgetting don't, that. Don't, don't feel bad. See, this I is why I got to have my assistant on this shit because <laughs> uh, we have a Facebook page. Please go on and like the Facebook page, Hilliard Guesses Screenwriters Rant Room on Facebook. Um, what else? You're making me forget. Some- oh, special shout out to Jack Spade. Um, I haven't told you because um, you're opening the door for Scotch on the last episode. <clears throat> um, Jack Spade is making a new song for us. It's going to be badass. Wait, wait. Wow. Is, this, is this going to be the... Uh, hip hop. No, it's going to be hip hop. Okay. But it's going to be bad at what? I said, wow. Wait, yeah. I know. It's like we're getting, that, we're, getting that, we're getting that big that we get a new theme song. We get a new theme song. Oh my gosh. I've been okay. playing this music the last two episodes. So I'm going to play one more probably on, on this one. Okay. It depends if he has it ready. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to air this one the following week. Cool. Right on. Awesome. Thanks, so, Jack. yeah, shout out to Jack Spade. Jack Spade dash.com or something like that. Uh, <laughs> you'll find them. Google that shit. <laughs> Google, that. Google that shit. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. We appreciate y'all. You guys mm-hmm. know who you are. Um, please go on and give us a five-star review on iTunes because we need that shit for the metrics. And please give us a review because the more we have, the more they keep us up there. So y'all join in with us for 2015. Please. Yes, I'm looking at you. 2000. Let me write it down. <laughs> we are in the year. So, of in the rent room, we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, <laughs> and we keep it what? 2015. <laughs> yeah. Ciao. <laughs> uh, Y'all stupid. Welcome to the rent room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.